Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Matthew Dolman. Matt, are you ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. Strong and powerful. I, I like that. Yeah, exactly. Let's 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 go. Matt is a personal injury attorney. He's the managing partner of Sibley Dolman and Guype. I'm excited to have you on. Matt, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I'm from New York City. I came down to Florida at the age of 18. Um, started practicing personal injury law back in 2004 when I came out of law school. And, um, you know, it's what I, why I decided to practice personal injury law is, you know, it's an opportunity for us to level the playing field with insurance carriers. Insurance carriers are always solvent. So we're going after uh, companies that obviously have the financial resource to pay out settlements or jury verdicts. And I decided early on that I wanted to litigate and I want to take cases in front of juries whenever possible and hold insurance companies accountable for uh, when they act in an unreasonable manner, which is pretty much every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Insurance companies are not the most sympathetic uh, players. in. Uh, not at all. In, in... If they were to do the right thing, you know, I wouldn't have a job. That's, that's a good point right there. If they would simply do what they're really, I guess, designed to do, then, yeah, you'd, be, you'd probably be out of work. Interesting. 100%. What was the motivation for, uh, for, for moving from the big city down to Florida? Um, warm weather, you know, be very honest with you, not having to see snow again. You know, I, I like visiting New York. Um, I certainly enjoy the food and the culture, but, uh, if I never have to shovel snow again, that'd be a great thing. So I decided to relocate and I came down to college at university of Miami. I finished up at Ithaca college upstate New York. I got into, uh, behave myself a little poorly at a young age when I was down in Miami, but I grew up. <laughs> Decided to come back down here, and uh, it's easier in the west coast of Florida, so I'm not in Dade, Broward, or Palm Beach County, which is kind of a rat race. I'm over in Hillsborough, up in Tampa, and uh, Clearwater, which is Pinellas County. A little bit slower, more folks who came and transported from the Midwest, so it's easier to be a big fish in a small pond over here. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. So, nice. All right, now, in terms of wanting a jury trial versus not does 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 that make you common or or uncommon um i would say our firm in general you know i stopped i wouldn't say stop practicing law i still practice law obviously but i focus more on the firm than in the firm now and i have several trial lawyers that work at the firm so my days of uh trying cases or you know heavily litigating cases is over we have uh two board certified civil trial lawyers at our firm but yeah that makes us unique um, you could be the world's worst trial lawyer, and you're still better than 99% of the lawyers out there who don't try cases. Insurance is a, is a risk management industry, and there's not much of a risk if the lawyer is not taking cases to trial on a regular basis. There's not much bite behind the bark. So you could be a lawyer that uh, you know just simply is a settlement mill and leaves a lot of money on the table and just prefers volume over quality, and that's a lot of the lawyers in my industry. Yeah, that's interesting. I never really thought about that, but I certainly I, I can appreciate that because it's sort of a sort of the um, bird in hand versus two in the bush sort of a thing where they know they can just get some money, and so everybody's going to get a little bit versus they might not get any, and that's 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 a risk. Yeah, personal injury is probably one of the easiest areas of law to do, one of the hardest areas to do correctly. So a lot of cases settle themselves. And a lot of young lawyers get into this business, whether for the right or wrong reasons, but they realize very early on, you can still make a nice living, never really pushing these cases hard, 
but you're leaving a lot of money on the table and you're doing a very poor job and poor service for your clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that certainly makes sense. All right, so was it always your desire to to start your own firm and 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 and, and to grow it, or does did, did did that change over time? No, I would say back in school and even before I went to law school, um, I would say I've, I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. Even when I was a kid and I had a snow shoveling business, <laughs> which is kind of ironic that I never want to do that again. Uh, I've always tried to work for myself. I believe my personality is more tailored to working for myself. I had a mentor for a while. I had to obviously um, learn in the trenches and uh, hone my craft. But as soon as I could, I opened up my own show and I haven't really looked back. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Yeah, I appreciate that. So when people ask you, or well, I guess that's not necessarily the most important thing, what 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 do you really identify with? Do you say that you're an attorney? Are you a business owner? Um, both. You know, I am 100% an attorney, and uh, I still counsel clients. At least I, I set up a lot of the strategy on some of the cases in my office still to this day, but more you know, often than not, I work on the business, not in the business. So I definitely identify with the entrepreneurial spirit. And I would 100% consider myself more a business owner than anything else. And I can identify with other business owners, regardless of what vertical you're in, and the struggles that you deal with, the cash flow issues, how to market and how to bring in the work itself. And, you know, so I 100% consider myself more a business owner than just an attorney. That's how I identify myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many different hats that, that you're wearing on, on on a daily basis, right? What are what are some 100%. of the things you're like, oh, my gosh, this is I, – I never thought that I was going to be handling this or dealing with this. Yeah, they certainly don't teach you in school, especially law school. Um, it's more academic and it's more uh, theory-based. And, you know, how do you run your business? How do you bring in the actual work? cash flow problems how do you deal with staffing you know you got payroll every two weeks or a week depending on how your uh system is set up how are you meeting payroll and how do you uh plan for expansion and growth and how do you secure the capital to do such and that's something they never teach you that's a lot of trial and error you know i've reached out to a lot of mentors in the business community not just mentors to teach me trial work but other uh business owners in different verticals and um i've grown that way but a lot of uh my growth has been based on trial and error making mistakes and learning from them yeah, right, and that's that's going to be unavoidable for sure. One hundred percent. What what have you found that that you've been really good at, and what what areas have 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 you not come maybe quite as naturally? I don't know if I'm necessarily excellent from a business acumen standpoint. I think I've been successful in spite of myself due to marketing skills. You know, I. Uh, Ever since I came out of law school, I've always sought to be different, but within the ethical parameters of, uh, you know, the Florida bar. And, um, you know, wherever the sheep go, I've tried to go the opposite way. Even back in 2006, I started working on uh, digital marketing, and that's when everybody was putting all their money into the phone books hmm. and, um, and having a presence in, like, yellow pages. And I really wasn't concerned with that. I saw the Internet was growing, and that if I put my time in then, you know, by the point everybody else reached, you know, or decided to focus on the internet, I, I would have ran many laps around the track. And that has proven to this day with the second most traveled personal injury law firm website in the country, you know, second to Morgan and Morgan, which is this big monolithic law firm that, you know, no one is going to be able to compete with. They're in 36 states, but we've done a hell of a job, at least in Florida, and uh, we're expanding to other states. And 
my digital traffic is, is second to only Morgan, and that's allowed us to grow, even in spite of any mistakes I've made as a business owner. Yeah, well, that's 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 an amazing accomplishment. Certainly, congratulations. Yeah, I mean, I've dedicated my time and energy mostly to digital marketing. I would actually consider myself mostly a digital marketer from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. I'm working on the website. Nice. And so you sort of recognized in two th- like early 2000s, you said, you know what, I'm, it's awesome to have my face on the side of a bus or on the back page of the phone book, but I think that we maybe need to move in this direction instead. Yeah, you know, uh, most individuals are going to, uh, well, now it's a mobile device, but just to going to the internet, and especially Google's like 85% of the internet market as compared to Bing and Yahoo and uh, DuckDuckGo, and they're going there to put in their search query, and my goal is to give the best response possible so that you know Google sees our website as more of a resource for consumers and injury victims, and that has allowed us to uh, etch out our share of the market. Got it. So, so you sort of set out. So you know what I want to be is I'm, I'm, I'm interested in educating so when people are looking for it, they know that they can come to our page and get reliable information. Yeah, or if they're going to Google and putting in a search query that we're just showing up, you know, we have a, a big presence on the, uh, on the on the internet for uh, legal questions and more predominantly in the area of personal injury. Yeah, well, that certainly makes sense. All right, so now you've been working and thinking about digital marketing for, which is probably going to be crazy for you to hear, you know, fifteen years. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's it's always changing, but uh, I guess. There's a million different ways to ask this, but what what would your advice be to somebody who who says, okay, well, that certainly makes sense. How do I start having a, a just just get started with it? It's almost like language immersion. Like if you're trying to learn uh, Spanish or French, you're going to immerse yourself in the language. Those are like the latest courses. It's learning. You know, you got to learn it from the very beginning. But I would go to a website like it's called Moz.com and uh, learn. You know the basic fundamentals of uh, search engine optimization and digital marketing, and then try to read every blog possible that's out there. And eventually, it's going to start making sense. And um, you know, pick the brains of those who are doing very well with digital marketing. You'll find that a lot of them are very those who really enjoy doing what they do have a passion for it and are willing to share their information with others. You know, a lot of individuals call me up on a regular basis and discuss digital marketing with me and I'm happy to share my info. I think there's enough business out there for everyone and that's how you learn. You learn and um, you continue to evolve and it's digital marketing changes uh, on an almost regular basis and Google comes out their own algorithm. So it's something you got to keep up on. Yeah, I appreciate that. So is it, is it, Organic search? Is it paid search? Is it yes to both? It's mostly organic, but wherever I'm ranking on Google Maps and organic itself, then I'm sprinkling in some pay-per-click money. And uh, you know, then you show up three to four times on a very limited real estate, which is the first page of Google. But it all starts with organic because you're not paying for that. And it's, uh, it's like an annuity. It continues to pay itself off over time. Yeah, I think that everybody who's listening would certainly love for whatever they're selling or doing to pop up when somebody searches for it. Um, but that's easier yeah. said than done. Um, so educate yourself really from a language immersion standpoint, read as much as you can ask for help. Um, what's a, what's, what's sort of next from there? Always be evolving. You know, if you're not evolving, you're dying as a business owner. Um, this is personal injury is one of the most competitive areas. And, you know, any industry is obviously very competitive, but it just seems like PI lures are like roaches. We're at every corner. So 
if uh, if you're not evolving, you're just you're you're run of the mill law firm, and uh, you're just hoping to get some work out there. Especially with all these TV giants like Morgan and Morgan. And I'm not sure if they're out in Phoenix, but there's you know you have Glenn Lerner out there. There's a lot of big law firms that saturate the television market, and there's only so much work out there. So if you're not putting a lot of effort into one of the sectors, and Google allows you to uh, compete with others without having to you know having significant financial resources, it's probably the one area where a small business owner can compete with the giants where, you know, you're not going to have the money or the financial resource to compete with the biggest law firms or biggest business owners, depending on what vertical you're in on television and radio. In terms of, um, in terms of thinking about personal injury attorneys, like, like Roach's term that you just used, how do you think about, and, and I, I knew that right when you started, we were talking about how you're working to level the playing field against insurance companies, and if they were just doing what they were designed to do, then then, then you would you would probably be doing something else. But how do you how do you think about, or, or just maybe just go a little bit deeper into that? Have, have, do you ever feel like there is that stigma on you that, 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 that you wish you could get off? Yeah, personal injury lawyer has kind of pejorative tone um, until you actually need us. No different than law enforcement. Everybody has a comment about them until you actually need the police. So a lot of co- a lot of individuals, especially other lawyers, look down upon personal injury law um, as being sleazy or unseemly. And it's it's you know until you need that lawyer. And I think we're a lot different than your typical personal injury lawyer or you know that pejorative tone of being an ambulance chaser. We're not seeking volume. Um, it's more quality of of care of cases rather. We keep our cases somewhat limited. We refer a lot of work out that we don't handle ourselves in terms of smaller cases or, you know, the cases where the liability is very questionable and the injuries are not very significant. And we take on a lot of complicated cases for other lawyers. In fact, other lawyers refer us some of their biggest cases just based on our Internet visibility. And, you know, uh, perception is not always reality. So people, before we became a, a very well-known firm, we were very well-known in our industry just based on our presence on Google. Um, and that's allowed us to obviously to grow very quickly to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, right? There's, and I suppose that's probably true of, of, of most industries. Um, makes more sense to, to really, to become really good at what you do and to, for lack of a better term, really niche down and know your craft. And so that way you're probably, and, and you are benefiting from more general, practitioners out there that when they find themselves in a situation that they feel like they're out of their depth that that you become the the go-to person so that certainly makes sense yeah, um, the other, you know, other area we've done or another focus of mine to really separate ourselves from other law firms is we've tried i don't know if we're necessarily the risk carlton of personal injury law firms but we try to be that way you know by providing good customer service every client gets the cell phone number of their handling lawyer and a managing partner at the firm which is myself so if there's issues that come up or you know, these individuals are at their most vulnerable hour, although we see the same cases over and over again, it kind of becomes mundane to most lawyers. These individuals don't, and this is a very pressing time. They're going to have lots of questions. And the common complaint we hear with other law firms is the individual never met nor spoke with their lawyer and only dealt with was legal assistance. So I don't think it's very hard to separate yourselves or differentiate yourself from another law firm by just providing that personal touch. And that leads to referrals from former and uh, current very satisfied clients, and that's the easiest business to get is that you know word of mouth self referrals because you're not paying for that. Yeah, makes sense. So you 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 mentioned that you're looking to expand. What's what's what does the future look like? 
The future looks like I want to continue to expand and evolve. You know, cars are being made safer. You're seeing autonomous vehicles now, and uh, eventually that's going to make its way down to uh, more affordable uh, vehicles so that, you know, no matter what your ability to pay for a vehicle is, you're going to have those safety features in your car. And we're seeing it, you know, cars are just becoming much, much safer. So there's going to be less accidents, but more lawyers competing for less cases. So we're trying to evolve into other areas of business and other areas of law, including employment law. We always want to be a plaintiff-oriented firm. But again, if you're not evolving, you're going to die, especially in this industry with tort reform. And just, you know, the American Bar Association hasn't curbed the amount of graduates that come out of law school. And big firms are not hiring the same way they were before. And that means this is even before COVID. So you have more lawyers hanging up their shingles trying to practice areas like personal injury law without having a lot of experience, but consumers don't know the difference. And they're hiring a lot of these young lawyers, or um, I wouldn't call them incompetent, but lawyers who don't have a lot of experience or who are jack of trades, master of nothing. So we have to compete with these guys. And uh, unfortunately, there's going to be less cases for more lawyers, which means you got to evolve. Yeah, well, that certainly makes sense. Has, has that number of, of, of new attorneys being minted every year, is that pretty steady? It's pretty steady. We would have expected, um, you know, many of the individuals who I speak with, other lawyers, that the American Bar Association would curb the amount of graduates. But there seems to be more law schools popping up. You know, in the last uh, decade, just in Florida alone, we have now Florida A&M, um, a school called Florida Coastal Law up in Jacksonville. We have another law school called Ava Maria down in uh, the Fort Myers, Naples area. It just seems like more law schools keep popping up. And you know, it's irregardless of the quality of the school, many schools, and I'm not making any, you know, taking any shots in any one specific school, but the, the quality is questionable and you have more individuals who are becoming members of the bar and the, uh, I guess the threshold to become a lawyer is, is dropping even lower and lower every year. So there's not necessarily a need for more lawyers. Um, in fact, there's a need for less lawyers. And uh, especially with companies like LegalZoom and, you know, I don't know if you've been following it, but in Arizona where you are in Utah and, uh, Washington, D.C., you don't necessarily have to be a lawyer to be a partner in a law firm, and you can split attorney fees with non-lawyers. So and that's based on the advent of LegalZoom and their lobbyists, and a lot of tasks can be performed by non-lawyers. So it's there's not as a need for more lawyers, especially from the corporate setting. Big law firms are not hiring the same way they were before. So you have many guys and many women you know, opening up their own firms, hanging their own shingles without any experience, having not been mentored in their particular area of practice, whether it be criminal law, family law, personal injury, and it's a bit scary out there. It's decided. No more attorneys. <laughs> we certainly don't need more. You know, <laughs> if I was to advise someone young, I would tell them probably avoid the practice of law. It's a real rat race. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, Matt, people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I probably said it, you know, over and over again during this conversation, and um, and I don't want to keep saying this ad nauseum, but if you're not evolving, you're going to die as a business owner, and that it doesn't matter if you're trying to grow or you're trying to transition based on new things that are popping up in your specific vertical in your market. But you know, as I said in my my particular vertical, it's there's more lawyers, cars are being made safer. Um, you have these big giants out there spending more and more money on television, and radio, so. You have to evolve. You have to be able to transition. You have to be able to outwork your competitors. And there's no substitute for hustle. Um, there are guys who are probably more talented than myself, but they're not going to outwork me. And this has become a passion of mine. Just find something you're passionate about and dedicate yourself to that area and really try to outwork your competitors. And it is possible. 
and that's why I focus my time on digital marketing because no matter how much my competitors spend, they can't outspend me on organic Google, you know, organic visibility. That's not based on what you spend. It's based on the content you put out there and the quality of work and the quality of, of obviously, your content, your website. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets – come on. Come on. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Uh, they can go to www.dolman, that's D like in David, O-L-M-A-N-Law.com, or you can email me anytime, any, uh, anybody listening in, at Matt, M-A-T-T, at D-O-L-M-A-N-Law.com. I'm always available to give marketing advice or just generally just uh, general BS with them. Talk to them about marketing tips, uh, what I see in my vertical, and just as a business owner, the struggles I've gone through and the lessons I've learned. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Matt your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to dolmanlaw.com. It's D-O-L-M-A-N law.com. Shoot Matt an email. Get in touch. Thanks again, Matt. I appreciate you having yeah. me. Yeah, for sure. And Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.